Welcome to Modern Day Abigails. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So let's listen to God's Word, where everyday lives transform and where we can become the women God created us to be. And the, and the interesting part is, though, too, also, if you're a believer in Jesus, Jesus promised he would never leave us, forsake us. So if, if he promised he would never leave us, forsake us, and we feel loneliness or we feel friendless, what do you think happened there? We're ignoring Jesus. We have to be flat out ignoring Jesus. Because if we weren't, we wouldn't be feeling that way. I, I think he puts that there are times where we're supposed to be alone with, with the Lord. Yeah. But I think that he also puts people in our lives that yes. just like that um that that passage that says iron sharpens iron. Yes. We're supposed to have people in our lives that we can be um intimate with and I'm not talking sexual. Yeah, I'm, you're talking you about and I yeah. have an intimate relationship. Right. Yeah, not that type of intimate, it's, the other type of intimate. Yeah, it's different. Yes. Um of course naturally. But um we're supposed to be close. We're supposed to have at least someone that we can pour our heart to, out to that we can be right. accountable. But if you're to, in a place where you and, don't have that person yet then you know the Lord's right there with you. Yes, And then that's you pray true. and ask, because I didn't have any close friends for a long time. I mean, poor Bray took the brunt of it because I just, I never had a whole lot of friends. And the few friends I did, I was never really that close to until the Lord brought but you. You yeah. had a wall up as well. I did have a wall. And the, that's true too. And I had the a Lord wall. used Ray yeah, to break down that wall. Well, he took a sledgehammer. Yeah, exactly. And that's what yeah. had to happen. And so sometimes, and you're right, sometimes we don't have the friends because we built up a wall. And we have to ask the Lord, hey, I need this wall knocked down. Because the Lord did say in the book of Hebrews, it's I think it's um, chapter 10, verse 6, where he talks about being in the body, the assembly. He expects us to be in the church. He expects us to go. And if you're going and you're sitting like a bump on the pickle, well, the Lord doesn't call for that either. And I know some will say, well, I'm an introvert. I have never seen the words introvert or extrovert in the Bible at all. All right. So I'm going to say this. When I first met you. Oh, I was absolute introvert oh, yeah. never talked to anybody but ray yeah i was a fly on the wall. unless you had yeah. to yeah um you are not that person now no because the lord You're said no i can't different. Yeah, exactly because the lord said i can't let you be like that i can't you can't go into ministry and be a fly on the wall or for a butterfly but fly is probably more accurate you have to talk yes. to people you have to be talk to people. women yes yeah and mostly your thing was with women yeah it was because i was, was bullied for so long and yeah. i put up a wall and i was like <laughs> and ray would be like you need you ladies the- suck <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's, that's well i didn't say yeah. it that way but that was pretty much in my thought process yeah sure and, uh, i mean that would be in anybody's yeah. but um you're not like that now and the lord he tore down that wall he used he used Ray because few, Ray really, yeah, and he yeah. used a few women to be able to get in because after Ray started, uh, yeah, you're one of them after Ray and Amanda was one of them. And Amanda after, was, oh, she was before me. Yeah, but it, yeah. She, she just walked up and hugged me. I thought I was going to die. She lived. <laughs> she lived. I lived. Yeah. I didn't know how I was going to survive yeah. that one. But, but because Ray had already started chipping at my yeah. wall. And so there was these holes and I'm not going to tell you it was easy. I'm not even going to tell you it was nice. So sometimes Ray look at me like, how come you don't hang out with the ladies? You need to go hang out with the ladies. I'm like, I ain't hanging out with the ladies. I bet you had a panic attack. (laughs) Just about. So I get it. So I'm not being, I am not, not sympathetic towards those who say they're introverts. And now I do will say for those who are very excitable, I mean, it does not hurt to be a little bit calmer around the friends who have a hard time. You were very kind. Ray was kind. 
y'all want to y'all gone too wild i've been walking off <laughs> oh how funny I, I was pretty sure i was i was wild no 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 you I, were no. i get that a lot because i get i'm i'm you were going through something at the time because i remember because the, the lord had me have a, a so much compassion because um we were talking about um abortions oh, and i off, and i brought you a plant yes because yes. I, I could tell you were hurting and so i, I brought you a plant to, in memory of yes you did you certainly did because that yeah so that the Lord helped right there, and that was what started building. Like I said, when we when the Lord told me that there's a man that needs a Joanna, that he's um, I started talking to you more. We don't know his name yet, but maybe one day we will. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we do. Maybe we don't. Who knows? No, I'm sorry. We'll see. We'll see what the Lord says. I'm waiting. Anyway, so we digressed again. Hope y'all enjoyed that. Hope you have a good laugh. <laughs> but um, at the same time, for those who are very extroverted, um, do be kind to your introverted friends and help them to be unintroverted. At the same time, introverted friends, help your extroverted friends become more gentle and quiet <laughs> because the Lord does talk about being gentle and quiet. Y'all work yeah. together. Yeah. Y'all need to balance work each other balance out. And that's what Joanna and I do yeah. now. We balance each other out. Say that. Yep. Yeah. That's what we're doing. We're balancing each other out. And sometimes we have to say something to the yeah. other. That was okay. Yeah. Yeah. You, Calm down a little bit. Or, or yeah, that wasn't, that was a little harsh. Or sometimes it's like, hey, you need to really say something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you've got to do this. Um, one of the you things, can do is, this. one of the ladies in the church, um, I'm going to say, Debbie, she really helped me get out of, she also helped because she goes, can we meet and talk? I'm like, oh, yeah, let's do that. I, I want to do this. But I was scared to death. I was petrified. And it was trying very hard not to pray the Lord to get me out of it. And Debbie, you don't know this, but um, I got a phone call saying, I've never met with a woman by myself before. I am scared to death. <laughs> and, <laughs> but, and I was so proud of you. And I was so proud of you. Because that's what yeah. I do. I don't speak in front of crowds because I don't do that. I don't mind doing and, that. <laughs> and you don't speak one-on-one, but I do. And so for you to be speak to a woman by yourself without me there and she was so sweet and, and i was uh, so impressed i was oh, so excited she was so kudos s- debbie yeah because she was so sweet and so calm and co- so nice and i'm like oh this thing's scary and, and now it's easy <laughs> and then after that it was easier i had a, a right talk to some girl at the coffee shop and said hey you need to meet with my wife yeah. you need to talk to her and she she texted me and i said yeah let's meet and i'm like oh that's because of debbie yeah, she got me out of that, and I think you and Debbie met a few different times. Yeah, didn't we you? did. It was yeah. really nice. It was good for it you. Helped. Yeah, she has no idea how much she helped me. Yeah, it was I've good told for her, you. but I don't think she really knows. No. Anyway, so um, so well, good. we've made it far. Yeah, we have. <laughs> um, I mean, just because we're still in verse one, <laughs> we're still talking about Jesus talking yeah. about um, Jesus said he'd never lo- uh, leave us or forsake us. So let's look at John fifteen fifteen because Jesus said, "No longer do I call you servants, for a servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends for all things that I heard from my Father." Pardon me, I'm drinking a really yummy bubbly water oh, called orange cream bubbly. It's like a creamsicle. Oh, fabulous. I can I'll try drink one my desserts and there's no sugar and no dairy, no nothing, just water and flavor. Anyway, I'm about to pop the one that you got open. Okay. So anyway, let me try that again. John 15, 15. No longer do I call you servants for the servant does not know what his master is doing, but I've called you friends for all things that I heard from my father. I have made known to you. And so Jesus does call us friend. We do not have to be lonely. You know, if Jesus calls us friends and we feel lonely, we are the ones who drifted away. God doesn't drift. We drift away. He's so stable. Yeah. He's so stable. So if you think about it, if, if I were, 
in our relationship with Jesus, we know that if something's going on, we are the ones who moved. We're the ones who drifted. So what causes these drifts? Sin, disobedience, busyness, complacency. Um, when we're pouting, I'm, I've pouted Guilty. enough to know that the Lord is like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to turn right here. And when you're done, let me know. I'm not saying he doesn't sometimes comfort us in our pouts, but uh, many times he waits for us to <laughs> to say, okay, are you ready to listen? Uh, maybe some of our day-to-day familiarities. Um, this is just a few that I came up with. You got any more, Joanna? No, but I did have a hissy fit the other day. Oh. A pouting hissy fit with the Lord and um, very much expected him to give me an answer. Uh, do y'all want to know if I got one, got one or not? Guessing not. <laughs> I did not. It's yeah. like, I can't talk to you when you're like this. Yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. Like, okay, fine. Oh, I had a hissy fit one day and cleaned off my whole desk. Not cleaned. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what's the right one word? One fell swoop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I remember getting done. I just sobbed. And all of a sudden I hear this. Are you done? You feel better? Yeah. You feel better? Okay. And you need to clean your mess. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I wound up rearranging my desk in a better order. So I'm like, hey, this is this the lord used it in a good way but um even the, the other day i had to sit there and <laughs> i had hit my wall with my body because we know my, my body's fighting different stuff my uh, my thyroid doesn't work at all so um my adrenal glands or it's overworking actually and my adrenal glands aren't happy and it my adrenal glands have one of two moods it's either crying or it's trying to kill somebody and i, I rarely get in between and uh so the other day i just I had it uh Work got real stressful, and by the time I got home, I was okay until I saw mud all over the floor. Now, it's not uncommon for rain and dogs to have mud on the floor, okay? That's not the first time. Especially the last few days yeah. here, it's been raining. But for some reason, I just melted and had it crying, and, and uh, it was bad. But That Lord, was it. Yeah, that was it. And the <laughs> that Lord, was your cherry but that on was top. One of, yep, and that was one of the days that the Lord's like, okay, you you can be okay. You're going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Just It's going to be okay. <laughs> So anyway, was Ray there for that one? No, thank God. Okay, good. Usually when he, usually that's, if he's home, I usually can hold it together a little bit better. But when he's not home, I just let it loose. My poor dog gets scared though. My one dog, my one dog just looks at me like, what is wrong with you? And the other one's like, I'm going to go in the other room. Get it together, mom. Yeah. The other one just goes into the room and says, I'm waiting for dad. I'm waiting for dad. (laughs) I feel bad. The cat's like, I don't care. Where's my food? Anyway, but I'm just saying it's the Lord sees it all. And sometimes we drift. But when we're upset, I'm, I'm going to say this. When we're pouty, when we're hurting, when we're upset, when we've hit our brick wall, um, when we're, you know, our bodies are just not handling anything. Um, it's OK to go boldly before the throne like Martha did. And the Lord will be there. He is not going to just leave you and say, forget you and walk off. He's a big he boy. Might, yeah, he can take it. He can take it. He might step to the side and go, I'm waiting for you to finish. Just like you would do a toddler. I don't know yeah. how many toddlers do you do yeah. that too. You know, they throw a fit. You just kind of sit to the side and you wait, but you don't keep your eye. You keep your eye on them. You While didn't actually laying on the yeah, floor, freaking out, <laughs> crying or having a meltdown. You just kind of walk like, away, but, da, you da, still, da, da. but you're still watching them. Yeah. You're still there. You have, you understand, but at the same time. You know that they're not going to listen until they finish their fit. And then yeah. you can say the appropriate words like, you know, it, it, uh, sometimes I'll look at my grandson and, and when he and I'm like, did that help at all? No. I said, then why are you doing it? OK. And he'll quit. <laughs> sometimes you can read fair question. You can reason with him. Um, and then, then sometimes he does get hurt where he needs he cries. And I'm like, I don't blame you. I'd be crying, too. Come here. <laughs> right. <laughs> got that one. Ooh, that one hurt. But they're like I said, sometimes there's no reason to cry. And I'm just like looking at him like, did that help? No. I said, okay, let's do yeah. something different. 
There isn't anything that you can think or say to the Lord, one that's going to shock him, one that's going to make him turn off his love for you, uh, one that's going to make him leave you. Uh, It's not possible. Right. So for you ladies who've had men, parents, someone who's left you, Uh God doesn't do that. He is different. He he promised he wouldn't and he won't. Yep. You just have to call for him. You know, Jesus, when uh, I didn't have this in my notes, but um, if you remember when the disciples were in the boat and it was a bad storm and they had been rowing and rowing and the Lord knew they were rowing, didn't mm-hmm. surprise him. He, they he, knew, knew, he knew about the storm. He, yeah. He caused it. Yeah. And he walked. He was planning to walk past them until they cried out to him. And as soon as they cried out to him, he turned around and said, hey, what's up? Sometimes he just, he, he's waiting for us to cry out to him. If you haven't cried out to the Lord, now's a good time. You, feel free to pause and cry out to the Lord. I do it often. What about you? I do. Very, very often. I have gotten my car from work and gone somewhere to um, call out to the Lord because that was all I could do. And he's waiting. He's listening. Mm -hmm. He's never gone far. Mm -hmm. We drift, but he's right there. And the thing about the Lord is he's a gentleman. He's not going going to force himself on you. He's not. He's not going to force a relationship with you. He's not going to force a conversation with you. Because as VeggieTale says, a forced love is no love at all. <laughs> Shout out to Veggie yeah, Tail. Yeah, it was in Snoodles. Anna quotes them often. Yes. <laughs> Snoodles Tail is one of my favorites. Did you, did I still tell you, that one made me cry the most. <laughs> Every time I watch it, I start crying because it That's was so about a relationship with the Lord. Yeah. And, and the little Snoodle was feeling sorry for himself. And the Lord's like, but that's not how I see you. Yeah. I see you big and strong. And and I love you, and I made you. And you're like, I'm just going to start crying. <laughs> you know, and your little kid's looking at you like... What's what, wrong, with, wrong you, with you, It's a cartoon. <laughs> I know. But, um, How funny. I think by that time I got to that snoodle's tail, I was watching them by myself. My son had grown <laughs> like, up, and yeah, I was, over it. I'll bite them for me. But <laughs> um, So anyway, so let's get uh, to the next one. So she says, if you'll notice the words that says, from her bed, she says, I saw the one I love, but I didn't find him. Has lying around ever accomplished anything? She she was so depressed she couldn't get out of bed. Well, she was so upset, but she yeah. goes, "Well, I can't find them. We are in your bed. I mean, we yeah. Unless he's next to you, you're not going to yeah, find him from your bed. He's not in the room. You you definitely you, are. But you, okay, you get, yeah. So way to go with the effort. E yeah, for effort zero. But, but that's how we treat God. Yeah. Well, God, I saw you, but I didn't find you. But I'm laying in my bed. I ain't doing really anything. Yeah. You know, in Psalms 40, uh, 24, 6, it says, is, is Jacob the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face? Selah. So um, we're supposed to be actively seeking the Lord. We're supposed to be looking for his face. Um, and that's what I was going to actually, I was alluding to earlier about talking on the phone. It creates curiosity if you've never seen the person you're talking to. Because um, I work with people all over the world. And most of them I've never met. And they're starting to add pictures, you know, to teams and stuff like that. And and it helps a little bit. Um, and I know some people do FaceTime. And then, and of course, I know you're familiar with the program teams. And you can actually have your video camera on and see each other. But it's still not the same. It's, you're still separated. And it's not the same until you come face-to-face with somebody. And you're not going to come to face-to-face with anybody if you don't get up out of your bed and go and seek. And that's too many women, I believe, they don't want to have that face-to-face conversation with Jesus. They want to keep their veil, heads covered. They want to keep their veil on. And because if they have that face-to-face conversation with Jesus, I think they're afraid they're not going to like what they see. Because we have to see ourselves. Do we look like Jesus or not? 
And it's never too late in a relationship. It's never too late to seek the Lord when we drift. We can always do it. It's too late if we die. Yeah. But before then, it's never too late. Yeah. We, we can't be lazy. We cannot be lazy in our relationship. No. Any relationship. I mean, ladies, if you're having depression and you're really hurting and you're upset and you're just laying in bed, I want to encourage you to make a decision to get up. Some of it's nutritional, can be nutritional. If you're not eating a healthy lifestyle, um, I learned that recently from the nutritionist that our emotions and our nutrition go together. The Lord designed it that way. I mean, think about it. The Lord designed us in the Garden of Eden, right? They had delicious food, nutritious, delicious food, except for the one treat they weren't allowed to eat from. We all know how that ended up. But our nutrition and our and emotions go together. And that's why um, I'm just saying is if you make a decision to cha- make changes in your life, maybe it's a make a decision of changing how I eat. Maybe it's a decision to stop smoking or stop drinking or stop eating candy or whatever other bad habits. Maybe it's a decision that says, you know what, I need to take a walk. I may not like it. Like I said, the first time when I went to go meet with Debbie, I was scared to death, but I did it anyway. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes we have to do, do it, it afraid, even, but do it. If God yeah. tells you to do it, do it. And if you're saying, I feel depressed and all, um, you might need to get help. Seek a pastor, seek a friend, seek counseling. But we're going to encourage you to get out of bed and seek the Lord. The best way to do is get out of your bed and get on your knees. Amen. Well said. Yeah. Uh, Lord's been uh, teaching me more and more about that. So it is easy. It's easier to stay in bed and dream a dream. I, I used to be like that a long time ago. Shoot, let me go to bed and go to sleep because at least I'm out of that world. And I can create my own world. Books are the same. I don't know. realize if some women realize they're addicted to books because they have a different world they can go into. They have a new place to go to and it's more exciting and adventurous and it's always going to have a happy ending and we don't have to, we can leave the world we're in. If you don't like the world you're in, you've got to make a change. That change is Jesus. It's the only Amen. way you can do it. All right. We're ready for verse two. Woo-hoo. I know that's okay. Verse two is not as long. Verse three is a little bit longer, but it's not as bad as verse one. But we really wanted to get into that because we got to get in the mindset of this Shulamite. In verse two, it says, okay, verse two. Finally, she says she's going to rise. That's a good start. Getting up is a good start. Getting off the bed is a good start. Yeah. Seeking the one she loves. Huh? Baby steps. Baby yeah. steps. If you really love somebody, getting out of bed helps. Oh, I love them, but I'm going to stay here in bed. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure about that love if you're just going to sit there and stay in bed. Um, she did not send someone else to go look for him. Did you notice that? She said, I'm going to go look for him. And it's just as God didn't send a stranger to look for us. God sent his own son to come for us. God sent his own son, Jesus, to come for us. She went herself to go find the man in, in her dream. She is going on a quest to the city. Uh, that city is Jerusalem in Israel. And um, Jerusalem is actually a great place to start looking for Jesus. Because when he comes back for us, that's where he's going. He's going to sit on the throne of David yep. in the city of Jerusalem, the city of the great king. Yep. Because um, Israel is part of the Bible. Exactly. Because God signed his name. Uh, Ray always says it this way. He's like, if you look at a painting and you want to know who did the artwork, you always look on the bottom. Usually it's in the bottom right hand corner. The, art, the, the painter puts their painting, their name somewhere. Well, when God was doing his promise and creating this promise for us with the Savior, Messiah, he signed his name in Israel. That's his signature. And so God is the father of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And Jacob became Israel. In fact, that's what we get to talk about tomorrow with the kids. And it's in the city of the king where Jesus is coming to sit on his throne. So that's a good place to start. So she's now, so let's think about it. She was lazy. Now she's getting ready. She's focused. She's not getting distracted. She's determined to go to find the one she loves. 
We need to be focused and not distracted and going to find Jesus, the one we love. And we're going to find him in the word. We're going to find him everywhere if we look. He said there's his invisible qualities. And so we just have to look for the Lord. And it's not hard to look for him. He's right there. And so, um, but we got to stay focused and not distracted. There's too many distractions in this world. Shopping, internet, um, just people in general trying trying to be something that God never created you to be. You know, we want to be who God created us to be. I am not you, Joanna. And you are certainly not me. No, shake him head. No. Mm-mm. So let's go to verse three. And I hope y'all have not forgotten what we've read because I know I've been, I didn't do it in the same order. But in verse three, it said, the watchmen who go about the city found me. And I said, have you seen the one I love? Now, I like this word watchman. It's a really cool word. Because in Isaiah 62, six through seven, it says, I have set watchmen on your walls, O Jerusalem. They shall never hold their peace day or night. You who keep the mention of the Lord, do not keep silent and give him, that's the Lord, no rest till he, that's the Lord, establishes until he, that's the Lord, makes Jerusalem a praise in the earth. Watchmen are security guards. They are a messenger. And no rest means not being silent. And I believe here we could see that the watchman represents the believers. We believers are not to be quiet. I'm not talking about we're supposed to be rude either. I just watched a video of this lady claiming to tell people they need Jesus, but she's got a curse word on every other word and she is yelling and screaming at people. Okay. If somebody is yelling and screaming and cursing and they say believe in Jesus, they are liars. Their father's the devil who is a great liar and deceiver. If they do not have the fruits of the spirit, you should not believe that they are believers in Jesus. Now, I'm not saying that there are some believers who have very, that their fruit is so tiny you can't see it. Pray for them. But I'm just saying, if you hear someone saying, you need to get saved, and they're screaming and yelling and cursing, yeah, you just need to walk away. That is not what I mean by being not silent as a believer. As a believer, what I'm saying is, any opportunity the Lord gives you to talk about him, do it. You know, it might be, and it's okay, seed planters are just as important as the harvesters, so it's okay to say the little things and to say this and that and to get the word of the Lord out, but never deny him his glory. If you prayed and it worked out, don't take your the credit and say, well, I prayed and the Lord answered. You know, we are to call out to the Lord continuously until Jesus returns, and we are to watch and imitate Jesus and pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And if you'll notice that the watchmen were paying attention and found her she was seeking the one she loved and they found her but they can't do it for her so all they could do is tell her which way to go um have you ever hey jenny have you ever done this have you ever talked to somebody about spiritual stuff and they answer back well my uncle's cousin's brother is a deacon out of church (laughs) i i talk about the spiritual things all the time and i often get just a blank stare yeah, I get somebody like I forgot. It somebody. makes people uncomfortable if they're not a believer because they don't really know how to answer you. Right. Or like I said, my, my favorite is when they tell me about their their um, family member who's a who's either a deacon or a believer yeah. or and you're like sitting there going. But that's what I'm saying is, yeah, okay. my mom went to church. Yeah, they could help my mom you. Grew Catholic. <laughs> right. <laughs> OK, I think but we're not talking about your mom. Exactly. I think it's my funny is it's like, well, you know, my cousin's sister's husband. You know, he's a pastor or he's a deacon. All right, that's nice. 
Okay. But what about you? What are you doing? Yeah. Do you go to his church? Yeah, exactly. Do you do Bible studies? What do you got? Um, what do I got going on? <laughs> so, you know, believers should no, be... No, no. He lives across the world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No. No. I never okay. talked to him except at Christmas. And right. that's with a, you know, card. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, that's not going to help you. You're not getting the point, sir. No. You're not even going to help. So believers are supposed to be messengers. We're supposed to be guiding and pointing to people to Jesus. We cannot do it for them. We cannot absolutely do the work for them. That's between them and Jesus, but we can direct them to the right path like we are doing today. We're saying, Lord, ladies, look, the Lord's ever waiting for you. He wants to be with you. He wants a relationship with you. And so this is how you can do it. But we can't do it for you. I can't say a prayer for you. You know, I mean, it would be really great and cool because, you know, but that's not how the Lord, the Lord wants a personal relationship, not a pseudo relationship. You know, he's not doing, he is not the side chick. Well, it's kind of like a marriage. Um, Do you want a intimate personal relationship with your spouse or do you just want a casual, you know, best friend type? Right. Exactly. Maybe acquaintance type relationship with your spouse. No, you want something intimate and true and real and close. And and Ray's uses the example all the time. You know, if he came home and said, hey, I'm going to go spend the weekend with somebody else. (laughs) I'm like, no, you're not. Somebody would die. So when Terry gets started one day, he said, um, so Joanna, you're friends with my wife. What would she do if I said, you were teaching kids, Anna, what would she do if I said I was going to go bring such and such home for the weekend? I said, well, after she picked you up off the floor from laying you out, (laughs) she would have some words for you. (laughs) Yeah. Would not go well. Yeah, I said it would be pretty for you Ew. from the start. Uh-uh. No, because I don't share him. Yeah. There's other things I'll share. I'll, sell, I'll share my drinks. I'll share my clothes. I'll share my food. I do not share my husband. Uh-uh. There's, no, I, no. He's not shareable. I actually heard a lady who would not teach her children how to share because, well, you don't share everything. You don't share your spouse. I mean, there's a big difference between sharing your spouse and sharing your, 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 cookie. your cookie. Okay. You share your cookie. You don't share your spouse. <laughs> big difference. It's okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I've, I've heard that. And I'm like, that. I've read that. I'm like, I can't even read this article because I'm, I, I can't read. <laughs> just, I just saw that headline. I'm like, I, I got to get off of this one. <laughs> but anyway, so let's see how. Yes, imp- have some discernment in what you're learning as well. Yes. There's some crazy information out there. Yeah, don't always you try to. You know, we we want to get to know y'all. I mean, we can do. I mean, we can't. I mean, if you're in the area, please come visit us at forlifechurch.com. No, set for life. Wait, I don't know. What's our website? I don't know because it's new. Something set for life. <laughs> Maybe TV. No, no, no dot no. church. I think it's set for life dot church. Okay, okay, okay. It you does can, have a dot yeah. church. Um, we oh, are Ray's Mo- going to kill us. I know. We, <laughs> we are. At, know. <laughs> it's only on our side outside, yeah. <laughs> but we are modern day Abigail's um, dot com. It will direct you to our church page. If you are in our area, come visit us. Come see us. Sure, we're in Alvin, Texas. Um, we're in Alvin, um, south of Houston. And before Galveston, if you North get to the beach, Galveston. I'm say, if you get to the beach, you pass this up, turn well, around, come back, have some fun, have some lunch, well, and yeah, then come back, yeah, come back, <laughs> come back to see us. But yeah. um, the reason we say that, but if we're like, well, I'm too far, I'm in another country, send us an email. Yeah, I mean, we we'll read it. You got it. Modern Day Abigail's at gmail dot com. Yeah, we'll read it. We'll answer you. Um, I don't have a problem being a pen pal. Yeah, I, we did it for a long time with somebody who was incarcerated. Yeah, um, years. You know, somebody we, um, somebody we, um, Joanna knew, and we wrote her. Uh, several of us took turns writing her. So we'll do that for you. But it, but we do encourage you to find a church, a Bible believing church, where you are, and go and integrate with the people, the body yeah. of believers. 
because it says in Matthew 1820, there's actually a local coffee shop called 1820. And this is the reason it's called 1820 for where two or three are gathered together in my name. I am there in the midst of them. Watchmen's mean more than one. So if they represent the believers, then she should find the one she loves and set. And she says that, um, wait, I don't know what my notes say. Y'all, I'm reading from my notes. I don't know what I was thinking at that moment. It seemed like a really brilliant idea at that moment. So she's seeking the one she loves. Okay. And scarcely here means that she, just as they found her, she found the one she loved. So the believers were around the one she loved. So as believers, people should see Jesus. You know, if, if two or more are gathered in his name, he's there in the midst. That means when people see us, they should see Jesus. So she saw the watchman. The watchman's are like, hey, and there she is. She's the, there's, there's the one she's looking for. One well, here we're seeing, this is Jesus. People should see Jesus when they're with us, you know, and if they can't see Jesus when they're with us, one, I have to ask, are you, are you a true believer in Jesus? Are you really born again? Or do you have a group of people who walked away? I mean, I've, I've seen that. I've seen believers who claim to believe believers and you're like where's jesus in this what'd y'all do but um so we're trying to get this picture now of marriage that's where we're going into so when she talks about uh hang on i'm i'm getting back until i brought him to the house of my mother and into the chamber of her who conceived me now we're talking about now she's committed now she wants to have this committed relationship and so we're seeing now this picture of marriage a, a picture of being ready for when jesus comes back um where we have got to be prepared what are we going to be doing when jesus comes back he could come back right now i would not have a problem with that i love what john is no not john mcturnan the other guy um at the church in sugarland he's on those show all the time because he's all about jesus return I have no idea. What's his name? Anyway, he always says that there's nothing that's happening in this world that the rapture can't fix. That's true. I know. It's so true. So we're getting ready. So if the Lord came back right now and saw us doing a podcast to teach people about Jesus, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Wouldn't that be the way to go? Right. I do not want to be going by being lazy in my bed. I don't want to go by just not doing anything or I don't want to go by doing something I shouldn't be doing. You know, got to the point now, I'm like, I'm going to the movies. Everyone, we have, we just started kind of going back to the movies and we're kind of sitting there thinking, um, is the Lord going to like this movie? Should we be watching this movie? We thought it was going to be good. I'm not sure now, <laughs> you know. So how do you want to Jesus to find you? Thank you for letting us share our tools to become the women God created us to be. If we encourage you today, visit us at moderndayabigails.com. Remember, you are loved, cherished, and prayed over.